This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Now back to 95.7 The Game. Bro, I'm waiting for that earth, wind, and fire. I know you're not going to let me down. <laughs> got an hour to go before I get some earth, wind, and fire on the he, big he, show. He's going to play it on the way out. It'll be getaway. Getaway. Ah, <laughs> oh, it'll be lasting here. Before, we get, before, before J, we get to JD and uh, and Warriors pregame, pre-game, which is coming up. Get you ready for the San Antonio Spurs. All the action right here on 95.7 The Game. And as Shamari mentioned, JD will prep you. For a half an hour and then hand things off to Tim Roy and company. So, with that, Warriors against the Spurs, hanging in the balance is still, do they go in as the number three seed or the number four seed when the Western Conference playoffs begin about, it's either a week from today or a week from tomorrow. Yeah. If yeah. they go in as the three seed, they their path to the NBA Finals would be the Denver Nuggets – Verse, and then they'd meet Memphis. If they go in as a four seed, it's Utah and Phoenix. I think the Golden State Warriors are better off going in as the three seed, staying as they are, and then, of course, taking on Denver in that first round and then meeting Memphis with the right to go to the NBA Finals. Mm. I know you disagree. Yeah. I, mm-hmm. I the The... the it's again. It's not even the Denver versus Utah thing. It's the Memphis versus. Oh the yeah, Suns we didn't thing. get to that point. That's right. We talked about the first round. We did. And, and, and listen, okay, because the, the the goal, the idea is that you go to a finals. That that that's what you're playing for. We're not going to sit here and say, oh, well, hey, they just. We hope they get out of the first round. The best path for them is the one that does not include the Memphis Grizzlies. That that that's been their that's been their kryptonite. Their Achilles Hill, whatever you want to say. Yeah, that's been that for them. Going back to the playing game, and it's kind of funny because after Memphis came and won the first game against the Warriors this season, like everybody's like, oh, they own the Warriors. And I'm like, no, they don't. And right now, right now, a year later, I'm I'm here to say that the Grizzlies own the that that's ownage. What we saw this season, that's ownage, man. That they beat the Warriors without Ja. No Ja. And the dubs had just about everybody, I want to say, and they lost. You lost before I, every before fight I, I got you. Before I let you have it on Memphis and the Golden State Warriors, let's just take a call. 888-957-9570. Casey's hanging out in Marin. Marin County, we're off to the North Bay. We don't get a lot of you rich boys out there in the North Bay. What's up, hey, wait, 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 Let me just say this. Vallejo is part of the North Bay. Oh, I'm sorry. Hey, we are North Bay. Well, who's to say you can't yeah, be wealthy I, I, in I, Vallejo? Go ahead, Casey. I live in a – I might – I might live in a rich zip code, but I'm a uh, I'm a teacher in the inner city, so no no rich people. All right, give it up, applaud uh, this man. 
You, my friend, are what it's all about. I applaud you seven days out of the week. What's up, Casey? Let's keep going without applause. Since I don't make any sort of money, the applaud <laughs> will be all I get. No. So I'm going to go. Let's, let's talk a little Niners first. Let's talk Devo. Mm-hmm. Um, and then let's talk Doug, since this is my weekly uh, segment. <laughs> in regards to Devo, in regards to Devo, I, I love him. He's great. What an amazing player. But Warriors are Warriors. Niners have a lot of holes they need to, to fill. And what the trade market has been showing is they can get a lot for him. And I'm at the point where I'm starting to think, how many holes could the Niners fill with all of the draft picks and a couple of young players? And I think it's almost worth, he's worth more to a trade than he is on the team. And to just take take his wins out, take his all, all of his stats, and, and that's amazing. And now, think about the five, six players that could fill his role Offensive lineman, uh, defensive back, cornerback, linebacker. That's three or four right there. Uh, in regard to Warriors, uh, my main thing, I am so, so excited to see what the Warriors are going to do in the offseason because they have so many trade assets, and everybody knows that we can't keep this roster. And what I am ultimately praying to the basketball god who can the Warriors attach to Draymond's salary to trade that amazing Hall of Fame unicorn that he is? And he's a unicorn of players. There's been really nobody really like him. But we got to get rid of him. I love him. I love him. <laughs> I'd name my third kid Draymond if I could. But, I mean, you, you got to let him go. He's not worth his salary, and his age is going to be diminishing uh, not quite as quickly at his skill level because of the way he plays. Casey, strong on both ends. Really quick before you go, where do you teach in the city? In what city, if you don't mind me asking? You don't have to disclose it if you don't want to. No, no, no. No worries. I teach at uh, MLK Bayside in Marin City. Awesome. Man. In the jungle. Okay. He's at Marin City. That's JK, everybody. Wait, Casey. Wait. Wait, wait. Let me just say this. Hey, I, and you know what? Can I add this? What's up? Hey, can I add something real quick? Oh yeah. There, there's a little uh, there. There's a lot of misnomers about. I, I mentioned MLK, MLK Bayside in uh, in Marin City. Those students are no different than any any suburban school in the world. They are the sweetest, nicest, most amazing young men and women. I'm so honored and proud to teach there. I wish there wasn't a. Uh, I wish there wasn't a glut on our public education system that all of our school systems are having to fire uh, or pink slip so many amazing teachers. Uh, we're going to have a lot of tax initiatives coming up in November, and a lot of them are raising your taxes for schools. It sucks having our taxes. I get it. Just vote yes on every single school tax initiative. Give kids an amazing future an amazing opportunity. All right, Casey, thanks so much. Yeah, we we appreciate hey, that. Vote yes. Vote yes. And, 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 you know, vote. don't 
Like we 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 don't need in, 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 like six more nuclear submarines either. I'm not getting political. I'm not getting that. But I'm just saying we we spend more money on nuclear subs than we do on educating. What do you the think next of what he said? He raises an interesting point. I've heard this I mean, before. He wants to get rid of everybody. Well, I've heard this before. You can recoup a lot, and I just I'm just sort of feeding this beast a little bit. But I told you how you can get wide receivers, maybe not to the ilk of a Debo Samuel. But is he expendable at all? As crazy as that may sound, and maybe you get back some of those first-round picks that you lost. Okay, you wait, 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 wait. So here's what Tyree Kill netted. Now, granted, this is um, this is from the uh, the the Chiefs, right? So this is what the Chiefs got for Tyree Kill: a first-round pick, a second-round pick, two fourth-round picks, and a sixth-round pick. Mm. Ooh, do a lot of damage. Let's continue with the conversation. Triple eight nine five seven nine five seven zero. Bobby's out in Oakland. Bobby, what's up, man? What do you think about Debo Samuel potentially getting traded, or do you just give him that money? What's up, my man? You know, this is what I do. Real talk, man. Good to be on with you, fellas, man. I'm glad to hear you guys are on. I hope you guys get on more by the, by any way. You know, I got real talk with Debo, man, and I love Debo, man. I I really do. But if I'm the 49ers, you know what I do? I say, listen, man. This system made you right. And I know you can, you're asking for all this money, but we're not going to pay you all this money because you miss games every year. And each year as you go on, you're probably going to miss more. We love you, Debo. But listen, we, we can draft someone else. We're going to miss you for a couple years, but I'm not going to pay you this money and hamstring my team. So as much as it's painful to let him go, if he's you know, asking for the world, you gotta keep you gotta keep moving and drafting what else to fit into that system. And that's just straight talk. That's how I look at it. Bobby, good call. This uh, is interesting, man. I like it. Well, I but like see, it. But, but let's not forget. Let's not forget that at the point that Debo Samuel became a running back effectively, he was the second leading receiver in yards. He was the leader in yards after catch. You mean prior to the season or the beginning no, 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 of the no, season? No, no, no. So halfway through the season, yeah. he became a running back. They stopped throwing him the ball. They they stopped lining him up out well, wide. Who, was, half the who time. had more receiving? He was second. He was the leading receiver. No, Cooper Cup was ahead of oh, them. Oh, I by thought like, you were talking about the 49ers. No, the no, 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 no. Gotcha. In the NFL, yeah, yeah, yeah. The only dude that was ahead of him was Cooper Cup, and that was by less than a hundred yards. You get what I'm saying? So, up until the point where they said, "Hey, Debo, we need you to play running back half the time," Debo Samuel was the second leading receiver. So we're not just talking about some oh the system. The system is good. Bobby, the system does create running backs. It does create receivers. But in that system, wow. in that system, he was he was he was over everybody. Like no one's been that effective in the system uh, since Julio Jones was in Atlanta with Matt Ryan throwing to him in his prime. I can understand paying this man because of his value. But that but said, I, first, I can second, also two, understand, fourths, yeah. yeah, I can also understand, man, that you've got to be able to get out in front of this thing and recognize decline before it happens, especially when you're talking about injuries. So if he has the trade value, this might be at his apex where you can get the most for him right now. Do you entertain that? Because maybe he's not going to have that sort of street value after a year or two with more wear and tear and more injuries. What's up, Brian? Did you have something? Oh, okay, sorry. Brian threw on the headset and I got excited. Ugh, I mean, I I know. Let's get a call. Triple eight nine five seven. Let's go for it, Jay. Nine five seven zero eight 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 nine five seven nine five seven zero. Paul, what's up, my man? Paul is hanging out. And wants to talk about Debo. What's going on? 
Hey, guys. Um, I just want to say something. CMC is the highest paid running back at $16 million a year. Tyreek Hill is the highest paid receiver at $30 million a year. Why is there such a disparity between a receiver and a running back? Because teams have figured out that running backs are pretty disposable and they break down easily. Now, Debo Samuel, he, he shines at, like, partly half of the time at the running back position as a front office. I just don't know if you can make him the highest paid receiver when half of his stats are at the running back position. It, it lowers his it lowers his pay. I mean, I don't know if we pay him that much, he's going to have to relinquish, relinquish some of his running abilities. Uh, that's what, that's what I think. Yeah, it's interesting when you're talking about a guy that's morphing, and it sort of gets back to that conversation we were having at a position that's so devalued at running back because you can find these guys not only at the back end of the draft, but you can get these dudes off of free agency. You can get these guys walking around a mall when it comes to when it comes to running backs in the NFL. And then the wide receiver position, which seems as though every single year, whether it's Jamar Chase, whether it's all these guys that come in, whether it's Waddle, every single year you get wide receivers coming into the NFL. And it's not just a trend over the last couple of years. This has happened over the last decade where they're in. It's a growing number because the more you throw, the college game is mirrored like that of the NFL. So the more you throw, the more guys in high school want to play, want, want to catch the ball, run with the ball. And that's what you're seeing at the college game. It's producing so many wide receivers. Is that watering down the position where you can find these guys and you don't necessarily have to give them the bag and pay in excess of 30 mil? See, but here's the thing with Debo. So everybody talks about he's a receiver, right? I mean, he's a running back, and that's where he, Debo Samuel was the fifth leading receiver in the NFL last season. He had more yards. Then Tyreek Hill, he had almost 200 more yards than Tyreek Hill. He was within uh, about 150 yards Wait, of Devontae I got to stop you. So 200 more yards than Tyreek Hill as a wide receiver, as not a total receiver. yards. Receiving yards, In not terms of total yards. Yards receiving, his his average per uh, per reception was was is, was the highest of anybody in the top 20. Right, so so you think, oh well, he's just, and that's mostly right after the catch, but that's also him getting the ball down the field a little bit. His average reception was eighteen point two yards. Jamar Chase, big play. Jamar Chase was the only dude in, in his stratosphere with eighteen yards per reception. Right, so what he did as a receiver this is a top five receiver in the NFL in terms of numbers. Right? Oh yeah, he played running back half the season. Had he played receiver the entire season, he probably would have been closer to Cooper Cup's nineteen hundred than 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 than, uh, than Tyree Kill's twelve hundred. What's up, Brian? Yeah, Shamari, if he played receiver half the season, then we wouldn't be talking about him being a running back and him putting up these ungodly numbers. Look, he's not. He's not, a, he's not the best wide receiver in the league. He's good, but he's also one of those hybrid cats who can do both, and that's what makes him so special as a player. But, Brian, his productivity, like he was up there with like all the people that people would say is better. Tyreek Hill, Tyreek Hill got more money than Debo Samuel received, as a receiver, had more yards than Tyreek Hill as a, as you, a receiver. You know why Tyreek Hill got paid more than Debo Samuel? Because Tyreek Hill is going to a bad team. Tyreek Hill is going to a bad team at Miami, and the San Francisco 49ers don't spend like a bad team. That's why they're not going to pay him that much. Are we saying Tyreek Hill my, my. is a better wide re- You're not saying Debo's a better wide receiver than Tariq, or are you? I, I'm just – do the numbers uh, support that? 
The 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 so Tyree Kill had more targets and more receptions. Debo Samuel had more yards, which is to say that Tyree Kill had the ball thrown his way a whole bunch. Shamari, but they don't the 49ers you watched. What is what is the primary 49ers skill in offense or what is the primary play? They run the ball, right? Exactly. They line up in 21 personnel, 22 personnel. They don't throw the ball like everybody wants them to do downfield as much. But you know what? It works for them. So that's why they're not paying him that much. Well, but I'm saying, though, Brian, I, I don't think – I'm saying that he's worth that much. I'm saying what 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 Tyree Kill got, what Devontae Adams got. Like you – I'm not saying that they should give Debo that. I, I don't know. But Debo is worth that, and someone would give him that money because he's that good as a receiver. Just as a receiver alone, he's that good. So let me ask you, if somebody comes up to you and I'm making you the GM of the San Francisco 49ers, I'm going to give you two number ones. I'm going to give you two and a four for Debo Samuel. What are you doing? No. Oh, my God. No, 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 no. We, no, we need that Tyreek Hill, a first, a second, and two fours or something. I said two ones. Two ones. Yeah. A second and a four. Okay. Okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm taking that. I'm taking that. Triple eight nine five seven nine five seven zero. And Juan wants to join the conversation. Juan, what's going on, man? Welcome to the show. Hello, Juan. Three, two, one. I think we're moving on from one. Juan calls back. Bad connection. Not sure exactly what happened, but Juan wants to uh, talk about. Debo Samuel, and it's interesting because maybe the 49ers are, maybe they're reconsidering. I don't know. This is all speculative, right? None of us have any idea what it is that John Lynch, all of us are arriving at conclusions because one gentleman scrubbed his social media account. So that's where all of this is going. Well, well, the Xfinity business, the Xfinity mobile text line, excuse me, is raising an interesting question. And I'm just curious. Does Debo do what he does outside of Shanahan's system? Mm. Now, and not just as a runner, as a receiver. Because it's a lot of short passes, a lot of crosses. There are some people that question his ability as a downfield receiver. I do not. I've seen him get the ball down the field and do big things. Also, they just didn't throw it downfield because of whatever Well, no, reason. there's questions about his route running, not down the field. It's about his route running. And that's always been sort of a question on him. He's okay at it, but when you compare him to a Cooper Cup in terms of, you know, Cooper Cup doesn't have a fourth of his athleticism, right? But it's all about his ability to run routes. And he's never been very good, whether it's squaring off outs or whatever it is. He's just, that's not an area that he's excelled at. So if that's what he's playing in another system, that could be a question that, uh, that, that could cause some, some level of, of pause when it, you're talking about pulling the trigger on a trade for Debo Samuel. Let's continue with the phone calls off to the city, and Joe wants to get on the conversation. What's up, Joe? Welcome. Hey, guys. Beautiful day. Um, I'm with the Shamari. We're outnumbered with these uh, Jimmy guys here. Um, I think that the big reason <laughs> this whole, well, they don't like to throw the ball that much is because I, you'll never get me to conv- believe otherwise, is uh, Kyle lost confidence in Jimmy's arm. When he uh, Kyle was with with uh, Atlanta, they threw the ball ten percent more than they ran the ball. I think he wants to run the ball. He wants to have a full offense. And then the reason why they didn't throw the ball that much, throw the ball deep because they didn't trust him. And so I think Debo's talents and abilities are limitless. But I think the bigger, greater problem is 
this whole thing does this fit with Kyle's offense? It's like everything has to fit Kyle's offense. Kyle doesn't seem to want to fit his talents. <laughs> and we'll see that now with uh, Trey. But uh, this whole obsession with, you know, it has to fit my offense, I think that, you know, restricts who he thinks is going to be the best guys out there. But I think Debo could be a super, even more of a superstar with a quarterback can get, them, get on the ball downfield. Thanks, Joe. Good call. Let's get out to Dirty who's hanging out and wants to join the conversation. What's up, Dirt? Hey, what up, man? Um, so me being a lifelong Raider fan, um, I look at this thing from just a different perspective. I'm a real I'm a realist before I'm a fan. And um, you know, I love my squad, but if I had to start a team and I had to take three receivers off the bat, I'd go with Devo Samuel because of the use you can get out of him and his production after the catch and just what he can do as far as strength goes and will. Like, you got to take that into consideration, too, like willpower and the hunger. And then also um, his personality, you got to take that into consideration. So I'd take him, Renfro, and Adams off the bat to start my squad if I had to pick three receivers right now. And that's coming from a lifelong diehard Raider fan. And I have no shame in saying that because of one play that kind of changed my mind was that Cowboy play, the first down. Mm-hmm. But I've always watched him, and I was like, damn, that's like you can use him. He's like the um, – you know how Cordell Patterson gets used like that too? Yeah. Debo's like the example, though. You know, he's the one that you can, like, go to and say, this guy does it all. But thanks for taking the Don't, Really quick before you go, Darren Waller, best tight end in the game? Um, like I said, I'm a realist. I'd say going as receiver, I'd go Kelsey. Um, blocker, I'd go Kittle. Um, total package, I'd go Waller because of the speed. That's it. Good job, man. You didn't take the bait. He is a realist. Good job. <laughs> I thought for sure I set him up there, but he had the absolute perfect answer. Kelsey, <laughs> Kittle, and then maybe you go uh, Darren Waller. Waller, definitely a good, probably the best tight end. Nobody's pays enough attention. I don't know. I think I think he might have gave Waller a little bit too much credit as a blocker though. But <laughs> I don't know. He said combined. Like Waller is, is is Waller an elite blocker? Like he's definitely an elite athlete speed, just ridiculous catcher of the ball. No. I I, I don't think of him as a as a blocking dynamo though. Like if you're talking about mix, man, cuz I, I I would say I would say it, it, I would say Waller just best pure receiving tight end because of his athleticism, then I would put Kittle as the best, like, combination, I guess. And then I would leave Kelsey out of the conversation. (laughs) I'm joking, but I'm kind of serious. You also have to take into account that it's not only Debo Samuel, but he's got some company. A.J. Brown and D.K. Metcalf are in similar situations. So D.K. Metcalf wants that money from the Seahawks. And there's a chance that the Seahawks are heading another direction. D- DK Metcalf should want out of Seattle. <laughs> well, like, that's my point. DK Metcalf be like, oh, no, don't worry about my contract, guys. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hit free agency next year. I don't want to be sitting here playing with uh, with Matt Corral as my quarterback for the next Ooh, decade. They get Matt Corral. Matt Corral could be a player. He's the best it quarterback be I think, coming out of there. This Who's their quarterback? No, it's the guy who came over from Denver. That piece of shit. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Oh man, what's his name? I, oh, I know you're talking about Drew Locke. <laughs> yeah, he's like, oh, Drew Locke. I'm so psyched. But it's Just not as if Debo's the only guy because you got AJ Brown and DK Metcalf in that same potential. I think he stinks. 
You know, you lose you lose a little leverage there, I would think, because it's not like, hey, listen, man, I'll go someplace else, and I'm the only wide receiver out there. I'll get the highest bid from the highest bidder. I mean, he's in some company there with A.J. Brown and D.K. Metcalf. Granted, I think he's better than both of those guys, but, you know, there are other wide well, see, receivers. That, that, that's, the other, that's the other thing is that, for instance, okay, if you look at what Devontae Adams is, who he, what he does, et cetera, you look at what Cooper Cup does, you, you look at, you look at uh, Tyreek Hill, Right, like all these guys did it, get it done differently, and, and Debo gets it done differently. But I don't think that, I don't think he's any less than any of those guys. He's just a different style. So what he lacks in, in route running, okay, he makes up for it with explosion, with change of direction. His hands, I think, are underrated. Um, does he Devontae Adams for his best hands, best hands of any receiver? Well, actually, I'm gonna say DeAndre Hopkins' best hands. But when you talk about the top five guys we just mentioned, and I guess you could throw Hopkins in there, Deontay Adams' route running hands, right? Debo Samuel, speed, quickness, running after the catch, right? You talk about Cooper Cup, you talk about route running, you also talk about hands, you talk about craftiness, and when you talk about Tyreek Hill. You just talk about Well, you know speed. what's funny about I'm sorry, and I'll let you go, but we never include Cooper Cup in that conversation to yak yards after the catch, despite leading the league and setting a record, right? Yeah. We always talk about hands, and we talk about route running. Go ahead. Okay, but here's the thing about Cooper Cup's yards after the catch. He had, let's see here, he had 150 receptions. He led the league. I'm sorry, 145 receptions. His yards after the catch was 846, which means that he actually – like per reception, he was only something at like five and like a half yards per reception for yards after catch. You look at Debo's yards after catch. I mean, this is per reception. He had seventy-seven. He had seventy-seven receptions. Right. He had seven hundred and eighty yards after the catch. Debo's average yards after catch was double. Yeah, Cooper but it was Cubs. in a very different system. It was you it never was, saw Shanahan and McVay. No, but McVay never ran that little shallow cross for Debo. Very, very different. And I it wonder, wasn't like those. I wonder why. I wonder why you don't run the shallow cross, even Got though it? you have the same offense. Could it? Could it? Could it be related to who was throwing the football, Dad? Oh, no. I'm just saying, McVay ran. He ran the same offense. He never had Matt well, Stafford they, throwing the, the shallow cross. Of Cooper Cup, and I think when you make that analogy, yards after the catch, very different the way they use Debo Samuel and or Cooper Cup, regardless of who the quarterback was. All right, we continue. We wrap up the show. Shamari Block, Danavo, 95.7 The Game. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. 
Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Now back to 95.7 The Game. Go, Shamari, go. Wait, wait, what? <laughs> the dirty first nine. Seven. Wait, what? No, I, was, I was throwing off here. Wasn't Turn it up, bro. I wasn't Turn expecting this, okay? Oh, now we get the worst part of it. Hold on, here we go. Shamari, Earth, one in five. <laughs> I'm sick of them. I'm, 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 uh, uh, wait, I was, I wasn't ready. I wasn't ready for that. Earth, I just, wind, and wait, fire. I, I just thought we were coming back to Earth, wind, and fire because it's great music. He found an instrumental and everything. Oh, Listen, you did. I'm, I'm, I'm going to tell you like this, okay? Spread the Y, man. The, the, you don't, wait, you no, don't the, the, there's some people that I will never try to sing their stuff, and Philip Bailey is one of them, okay? <laughs> like, Philip Bailey, like, have you ever just seen Philip Bailey hit Mariah Carey notes, man, live? You're just like, yeah, no. That, that That's not a normal human being, human-like vocal chord configuration who is mariah carey still single or she hook up with somebody after i don't know but is it weird that i don't care <laughs> like mariah carey like once upon a time he's like wait is mariah carey single like no i'm like oh i don't care it doesn't matter <laughs> to anybody <laughs> like no seriously I, I love mariah carey i appreciate mariah carey i'm just saying how about ariana grande i'm i've sort of warmed to her really i Ariana you know Grande, why? Because I'm a Pete Davidson guy. And Pete Davidson, if he's the side, I mean, she well, then, dumped him. If, if you're a Pete Davidson guy, <laughs> then you're warmed up to a whole lot of uh, celebrities there. <laughs> and, uh, you're warmed up oh, to the Kardashians. Right. He's with the Kardashians. Yeah, yeah, let me scratch listen, that. Pete Davidson, he, that dude, you, you talk about. Yeah, maybe uh, I'm beginning to rethink pun- him. Punching above your, uh, your pay grade or however you want to phrase it. Like, no way. That dude, okay? Just. But girls like dudes like that that are funny, introspective, and just sort of quirky. Like, Wait, I'm, 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 I'm funny. I'm quirky. Nobody likes me, okay? Come on. Come on, Dan DeVoe. <laughs> I'm an actual Pete Davidson in real life, okay? It doesn't go down like that unless, unless you have some kind of voodoo bag, hex bag huh? that you wear around your neck, okay? You might get there, man. You just got. I'm good. No, I'm good. This is your springboard <laughs> to rap, and then ultimately get there. Give you every opportunity. Yeah, no, listen, I'm, I'm, to get I'm, discovered here with your rapping ability. I, I am mostly joking. I don't, have, I don't have a problem in that department. But I'm just saying, Pete Davidson. It does. It defies logic. It defies logic. What Pete Davidson does. And even if you like, for, here's a funny part. Okay, when Kanye West was like was uh, married to Kim Kardashian, everybody was like, "Oh, what's Kanye West doing?" Right. When Pete Davidson is 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 involved with the same woman, it's like, hey, way to go, Pete! It's all about who you are. <laughs> it's yeah. all about who you are, right? So, so, so again, like Kanye West was considered by people to be above, if you will, uh, uh, Kim Kardashian. So when they when they were married, people were like, oh, Kanye lost it. But for Pete Davidson, that's a nice pull. That's a nice pull, Pete. What'd you say about Ariana Grande? I, I don't see. Here's the thing. So Ariana Grande, to me, and I know she's like thirty something. But like I have nieces that are like in their like like late teens, okay, and they loved Ariana Grande when she was like playing a little girl, goofy girl on television. What 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 to me seems like maybe six or seven years ago. Yeah. So then like a friend of mine played this song where she's like talking all 
graphic. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm just like, wait a second. No, little too many like tiny little kids look up to you for to be talking like that. Well, because, that's why they do it. Because they don't realize you're not 12 and you're actually 29. But it's why the Ariana Grandes of the world want to break that image more than anything else, especially these childhood stars. Oh, right. remember Miley Cyrus and the Beetlejuice pants and what stuff. What is going on here? <laughs> that was bad. That was bad. She was trying to break it. Thank and you, Nigel. She, she looks 10. And that's my only thing is that she sings all this graphic music and I have no problem with graphic music, okay? But when someone that looks like they're 12 is singing it, then it's just, I don't know. It's just like, ugh, I don't know. And, and I hate to be like some puritanical, don't teach the kids about the, but I don't know. It's just something about Ariana Grande and how young she looks versus what she talks about. Back just, to Wiggins. That, that, back to Wiggins. Back to Andrew Wiggins and the Golden State Warriors tonight to do battle with the San Antonio Spurs. On the line is an opportunity. Oh, we haven't even got into this. First round, okay, we're going to repeat this. The first round, the reason why I don't think you should be afraid of Denver because they're as close to a one-man show that you're going to get in the NBA Jokic, albeit might be the MVP, but he's just one guy. I'm not afraid of Will Barton. I'm not afraid of some of the others, uh, the Aaron Gordons on that team. There still is no Jamal Murray. There's still no Michael Porter Jr. It's one dude, right? And there's only yes. you can't let the other guys cook. Whereas the Jazz, they got multiple guys. If they start to warm, watch out. It could be very dangerous. If Jordan Clarkson, if Bogdanovich. If Conley, if Mitchell are all shooting it well, it could be a long, long series. Okay, but who do you think is the harder challenge out of the Suns or the Grizzlies? Okay, this is where I wanted to go. So we're out of the first round. Okay, Okay, you're out of the first round. Now let's go. Here we go. Here we go. This is why you play the Memphis Grizzlies. What? Because of so many people like yourself and everybody else now in Dub Nation that has suddenly become afraid. The narrative now is be afraid be very afraid of the Memphis Grizzlies. That's the big bad wolf in the Western Conference. It's a big bad bear. Yes, it's a grizzly bear. And that's the team you, to use your words, owns the Golden State Warriors. Has owned that is, Yes, that's also accurate. Let me tell you something. This is still, no matter what has happened, no matter what you do, take a sledgehammer to that team, no matter how much they've dealt with in terms of injuries, the lack of continuity, The core is still the core. It's still, at its base, three future Hall of Famers. With the addition of a Jordan Poole, and who knows what Jonathan Kaminga is going to do. And, of course, you work into that factor. You factor in also into all of that Andre Iguodala. When you talk about the Warriors and the fans, as far as who do you want to play, Dub Nation, for whatever reason you're afraid of Memphis, get over it. The players... They want Memphis because they have heard so much of Memphis, 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 that Steph Curry and I guarantee you Draymond Glean and Klay Thompson want to play nobody more than that of the Memphis Grizzlies because I still believe in a word called pedigree. I do believe that they feel as though they're the team to beat in the postseason. And Memphis – you got to be kidding me. Memphis, you are not, regardless of what it is that you've done and you're an up-and-comer, you are not there yet. Whether that's right or wrong, whether that's true or not true, we will find out. But as far as the Warriors are concerned, they want Memphis. And what the Warriors want, I'm now on board. I'm now beginning to see things through their lens. You know what? What the hell am I thinking here? Afraid of Memphis? 
This is the Warriors. It goes through them. Screw you, Memphis. Okay. Okay. So the Warriors. Oh, you're looking at stats again. No, I'm not looking at stats. Yeah, I'm just looking, looking at, at, I'm looking at results. Screen. I'm looking at results. October 21st. No, they, they Grizzlies won one four, one oh three. They're one in three in four games against them this year. Yeah. A seven game series is a different animal. All right. It's a seven game series, meaning that if we get beaten in game one, we know what it is. Can you continue that for seven games? I'm betting you can against that Warrior team. That's when pedigree experience and that veteran savvy we always talk about and throw around. That's when it comes into play in a seven-game series against a team like Memphis who does not have the lineage like that of the Warriors and the experience. Go ahead. Yeah, guess who didn't have that lineage also at one point? And the Warriors in 2015, they didn't have that lineage either. Man, all it takes, all it takes is one series against a team of pedigree, of uh, of lineage, and, and you get that confidence because Memphis, okay, you might you might say, you might say that the Warriors want to play Memphis, okay? Memphis definitely wants to play the Warriors because they've really? owned them. Because they've owned them. Really? So if we were to flip the script here, I was just about to ask you that. You think Memphis wants to play the Warriors? Of all the teams they could face in the second round, you think Memphis wants to take on Steph, Draymond Clay, and a Jordan Poole, and a Steve Kerr, and an Andre Iguodala when they could play Denver and or Utah? Well, we all know Dylan Brooks wants to. Oh, I'm yeah, going to no say John Morant also feels that way, too, about the Warriors and, and about really? Iguodala. You might be um, right. I find that very surprising, that if I'm a Memphis do, do, Grizzly. Do, do you think that something in Steven Adams' DNA <laughs> He remembers the days there in Oklahoma City, and he looks at this young squad around him. He's like, oh, yeah, we want them boys too. So who wants who more? Because I, I guarantee you, I guarantee you, if if if, 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 if the Warriors do want to play Memphis, I guarantee you Memphis wants them more. Wow. And wow. The, but, but, but also there's also the side of the Warriors have looked – they played their their four best games this season have all been against the Suns. Even in the losses, the be, well, I'm sorry, that their three three of their best games this season have been against the Suns when they played at Chase Center, and I had to sit there next to my boy who's a Suns fan, and the Suns are winning, and Devin Booker goes out. That first game that was bad, and I was in the house. The other three though, including the, the loss uh, uh, a couple weeks ago, those have been the three best games we've seen the Warriors play. So they match up well against the Suns, they don't match up well against the Grizzlies. And it's not about being scared of the Grizzlies. It's just a matter of looking at the Suns and being like, eh, it's a little bit of an easier path. See, again, I look at this at a seven-game series. We have to recognize the different animal that is the postseason. For seven games, the Phoenix Suns should scare the crap out of you because they have no holes. In over seven games, they will find different ways to beat you. One game, a one-off, you might have a chance, and you, to, according to you, you might have an opportunity to say, quote-unquote, you match up well for them for a game. A seven-game series, DeAndre Ayton, the 3 and D guys, the, the defense, the Cam Johnsons, the shooters, the veteran leadership, the veteran guy of CP3, Devin Booker and MVP, over seven games, not only for the Warriors, anybody, they're going to be a tough out. Memphis over seven games? I see that you have more of an advantage because you'll find a way to exploit a younger team through the course of seven games as opposed to one game, which is why I think they struggled through the course of the season. 
I, listen, either well, wait, one, what, what, either one is going to be tough. What, what is this exploitable hole in the Memphis team? Because I can't find it. I, I I can tell you about the holes in in the uh, in the Nuggets. I can tell you about the holes in in the Mavericks. I can't I, I can't tell you about some exploitable hole anywhere on that Memphis roster. I think that the Warriors have better athletes. I think that the Warriors, if they get into that defensive mode, that if John Morant's not at hundred percent. I'm not buying into that team without Ja. I don't find that team as nearly as explosive or nearly having sort of the defensive presence or all of those areas covered like that of the Phoenix Suns. And not only that, but as it relates to the Golden State Warriors over seven games, what I like is, again, to get back to that word pedigree and the experience of a team that wants to play and or beat Memphis and has been there, done that before, whereas Memphis has not. See, but but fifty percent of what you said is experience, though. And experience, listen, the Warriors' experience ain't taking them anywhere. Okay, if they go anywhere, it's gonna be on on their grit, their guile, their 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 craftiness, and their shot making. Okay, experience. If you think if the game is tied, seventh game, right? They're at home, or sixth game on the road. The game is tied. You got less than two minutes to go, right? It's a seventh game. Warriors have been there. Memphis has not. And especially if you're talking Western Conference Finals. So as far as experience, Steph knows what to do with the basketball. Draymond knows what to do with the basketball. Memphis might be prone to making that mistake in a crucial moment and then saying afterwards, well, we just have never been on that stage in front of those lights before. Maybe next year Memphis is that team. As of right now, they're gettable, and that's what experience does for you. As it translates to moments during the course of a game, you get into a, a situation with 30 seconds to go, the ball's in somebody's hands, and a guy with the experience knows what to do with it as opposed to somebody who does not. So, but, but who's going to have the ball? John Morant. John Morant. Hey, is he healthy, by the way, for the playoffs? I mean, he's not. A, no one's healthy. I hate to use this old cliche, but no one's 100% healthy, but it doesn't matter. They, they went like 18 and 3 without John Morant. 20 and 2. 20 and 2? Yeah. Wait, wait. So think about this. Think about this. The Warriors 18 and 2 start without quote unquote Clay Thompson. <laughs> they were, they were, they were, they did better than that without John Morant. And John Morant is way more critical to this team than Clay Thompson is. Who's, Brian, do we know by chance whether or not the young man John Morant's going to be available for the postseason? I'm sure he is. I just want to make sure. We'll find out. But I, I think Memphis, when it comes to the Warriors, I just think that they're sort of they're sort of laying low because they don't want any bulletin music. But I think that those guys have such confidence that they're like, are you kidding me? Memphis owns this conference now? Okay, so we're, 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 we're about five minutes left, okay? So given – Given what you just said, that you prefer the the Nuggets uh, Memphis route yeah. versus the Utah Suns route, staying in the third seed, which means winning tonight and tomorrow, that guarantees you the Suns Utah route. So you think to, going into tonight they should lose, or or at least you know not try really all. No, that hard. as the three seed, they see Denver Memphis. Oh, is that right? Yeah. So so they need to win tonight. Then. Yeah. Okay, all right, all right, that makes sense, okay. But right. here's another thing, Shamari. What I would like to see, and this isn't out, because I think it could be much more wide open than just penciling in Phoenix and Memphis. 
We always get this wrong. I think the Western, as well as the Eastern Conference, wide, wide open this year. East, not, I would say the East is way, way more wide open than the West. I would say do not be surprised if someone like that of the Dallas Mavericks comes up and bites everybody in the butt. And if that's the case, if Dallas gets to the Western Conference Finals and it's the Warriors that are taking on Dallas, then you're looking at home court advantage for the Warriors. And what That'd the, be nice. Also, oh, I, would love, I, would love to, I would love to see – uh, because Luca also kind of own, he kind of owned the Dubs this season. But I don't see Luca in, in a seven game series. I don't see him doing much against the Warriors. But they've been good. They've been one of the yeah. hottest teams I, going into the postseason. They are a half game behind the Warriors. And I, again, that says it all right there. I, I will say this: Is this the last show we're going to do before the playoffs? It might be. No, it's not. We'll no, be out with we'll you next be week. on Saturday. Yeah, yeah, it'll be in no, we, next we, week. We, 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 we might actually also. We actually might be doing a, a pregame next Saturday. But we'll be doing shows next week. So I, I will say this, that what just just watch out for Minnesota. And you know that I've been saying that for a long, long time. <laughs> They're just, you, you, you are way higher on Anthony Edwards than I and, you know, everybody else. But, but I, I like you it. You know I like what's it. great about the playoffs is that everybody's going to get a chance to see just how nasty this dude is. Hey, no, no, Anthony, Anthony Edwards the truth. But he's like a he's he's a he's a, a twenty one year old truth. Okay, he's a I don't want to say a rumor. That's James Wiseman. He is a uh, he's a young truth. Oh, by the way, I heard that. We, what's up, Brian? Yeah, currently, according to um, Mark Giannotto, uh, Taylor Jenkins said that John Morant was a full participant in Memphis Grizzlies practice around like five days ago. I think it's, yeah, April 4th. So the plan is to still be reevaluated by the medical staff by mid-next mid week. So probably he's going to play in the first round. And, and the, the text five, the, line, yeah, go I ahead. was going to say, the, 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 the Xfinity mobile text line is saying, hey, they're actually their record is worse with John Moran in the lineup, let him play. <laughs> oh, no, the, the text line's going after me because of, what does it say, what didn't the Grizzlies uh, take out the Warriors in crunch time in the playoff game last year? Good point, but again, that's... Job with the ball, too. That's one game. One game. I'm talking about a seven-game series. The length and the repetition of playing the same team is going to work to an advantage of that of the Golden State Warriors. We have time for a quick call, Brian? There's someone on the line? Oh, yeah, we... Yeah, but we got about 90 seconds. All right, we'll Let's take go a for quick it. call. And then uh, we'll we'll wrap up the show. We're waiting for the caller to actually, for Brian, the caller to talk. So, Shamari, you want to wrap? Uh, it's kind of like elevator music as we're waiting to get to the bottom floor here. 21, your, your value vaulting Myron oh, over Curry. To... Okay. Ben, we got about 90 seconds left in the show. Hit us hard. What's up, buddy? Hey, how's it going, fellas? I was going to say, watch out for Dallas a little bit this year. And the Giants are struggling. All right, Ben. Thank you. <laughs> okay. That's not All Ben right. from Berkeley. That's Dave from Alameda. No. Oh, calls God. in. He already called in. That was that guy. If you didn't hear. Oh, man. Brian getting the quick hook. Dang. I can't decipher Whoa, I one like, dude okay. from the next. <laughs> he was going to say something about Dallas and Jason Kidd, you know, Dallas Mavericks, and probably a LaMelo Ball take. I was going to say, that's the LaMelo the, the Ball guy, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We got a minute, right, I ain't mad Shamar, you gonna give us anything, man? What, 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 we need we need to beat. We need things all to right, happen. We need things right, to place. All right, all right. I don't know. It, it, I mean, it, it's it's honestly, it makes it too easy if you don't have a beat to stick by. Then I could just make up a beat in my head and stick to it. It's, it's not really that fair. All right. 
Dubs against Spurs tonight at Chase. You better be up in the place listening to 95.7. Shamari H. Bach is going down then and now. Listen to the game. Shamari Block, Dan Devone, we out, man. <laughs> Good night, everybody. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.